Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen, and boys, it is nice to be back. We've taken our month off of podcasting, and we we can barely contain ourselves here because we just recorded about 15 minutes of something that could not be aired on literally anything, not even this fucking podcast feed. I mean, Jesus Christ, it was some of the most vile and... uh, uh, yeah, it was tough. It, it was a tough That's look. That's not true. For, it was a tough look for one of us. I'm not going to say who. You can all probably guess who it was at this point. But uh, we are just oh, never coward. going to let that see the, see the light of day. We are never going to let it convert from a Zoom file to an M4A. And uh, we are just going to pretend like it never happened. Boys, welcome back to football season. You know, it's the off season. It's fun that we're here. Bradford, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. Mason, how are things going in Upper New York? Uh, how, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's, it's been, it's been really beautiful here. The weather's been nice. You won't believe who stopped by my door the other day. Though. Oh, <laughs> please tell me. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, oh, no one stopped by my door. I'm not going to continue on that path. Um, no, it's been absolutely gorgeous out here. It's been a whole lot of fun living in western new york for the past couple of weeks it's been very very enjoyable and but it, it's nice to be back with you guys like western new york would be an underrated place to spend the summer like i feel like it like it it, it probably doesn't get too hot probably you know n- you know a lot of lakes maybe yeah you know. there are there are a lot of lakes in new york in general we do have like the two great lakes that border me uh erie and ontario and then if you go kind of like in the middle of the state uh, it's known as the Finger Lakes. Oh, it's a real long, lot of like really beautiful scenery. No, but honestly, New York in general during the summer, pretty nice. Bradford, you make me uh, stop this recording for the second time today, and we keep doing this until like ten o'clock at night. I'm gonna be slightly angry. So, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, like I was saying before, this I'm not gonna talk about. I'm not gonna talk about the Mormon thing. I just, I just, I, oh my God. I, well, now, now you know, well, you really cannot go much farther than that, Bradford. And and if you do, I'll, I'll legitimately have to restart it. I stand by what I said. But anyways, oh uh, my God. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing to good. To our I, listeners, please, please don't cancel us. I mean, we, we, we're just... We're just trying. We're just trying to make a football podcast here. I shouldn't have been. They don't know what stance he stood behind. For all they know, he could just say he's on the fence about Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was almost that ludicrous. Almost that ludicrous. Oh come on, come on. How are you gonna compare Hitler? No, no, you can't <laughs> say it, Bradford. <laughs> Bradford, I've muted him. Uh, you can't say that, Bradford. All Bradford right. will, will remain muted. I don't. I guess we'll just start at this point. I mean, this, this will stay in, but Bradford, you, you remain muted. Uh, I, I, I should. You know, fuck it. We're gonna start over one more time, and and, and like and like we're we're just gonna we're just gonna make sure this. this no, we're gonna be fine. We will keep it together. I promise. All right, Jesus. I, I mean, we get to the off-season and this thing fucking falls apart. I mean, like, what, what are we doing here? Ah. All right. Mason, Bradford, before we get into our podcast today, 
which is just going to be an overview of takes we have in early May in a show I like to call What Do We Believe? We will have AFC takes, we will have NFC takes, we will have Chiefs takes, we will have Bills takes. I will say there is about to be a fight for the soul of this podcast yet again this offseason. We have a Chiefs fan. We have a Bills fan. And yes, last year I ended up rooting for the Chiefs. I said, you know, Patrick Mahomes, what a great guy. Wonderful. Um, Placed my future bet, won a hefty $400 off of Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. It was nice. Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Uh, This year, I have decided I'm just going to fully commit to it. Mason, I'm a closet Buffalo Bills fan. Bradford, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs hater. I love every team in the AFC more than I love the Chiefs. I do not respect the Chiefs in any way, shape, or form this season. I think their offense has gotten significantly worse. We can we we can debate this another day, but I just wanted to open up the podcast football-wising like that. Bradford, you need a foil. And I'm here to be your enemy this year. I, I want only bad things to happen to you. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to root for the I word, you know, not going to root for the I word. But if I were, yes. if you get annoying enough, I might root for the I word for Patrick Mahomes. But I won't because I'm a good guy. But if you get annoying enough, I might. So uh, that's just a threat to have out there. Now I'm going to unmute Bradford in the hopes that he doesn't say anything extremely stupid that uh, could get us in trouble with who? I don't really know, but you know, don't don't want this to come up in like ten or fifteen years when Bradford's at ESPN and you know people people say Jesus, what 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 the hell was this Sonnenberg guy on about Bradford? Welcome to the podcast. Let's just get into this thing. Let's start with you. Let's start in the AFC. What does it take you have? What do you believe in early May? You can unmute, I think. Okay, thank you for unmuting me. I feel I feel borderline patronized. I mean, muting what am I? What am I? A child? You putting me on time like yes. in the corner of the yes. classroom? You are like a, a child. Substitute Bradford. teacher. Oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, I stand by everything I said. Um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ! about the AFC. Uh, okay, first of all, I want to respond to your your whole little tantrum there about the Chiefs. Listen, listen. You can be an enemy of the Chiefs. You can be a friend of the Chiefs. All right. It doesn't matter. They're going to win again, dude. You're wasting your energy. I, I, I think it was just better for you last year when you resigned yourself to it, like week seven, what was going to happen? You know, you really, you really, you really going to listen. I get like, I get the bills thing. Like the bills are sick. Like the, uh, that's, 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 that's perfectly fine. But I promise you rooting on the chiefs downfall will bring you only disappointment. And I know that's what you're used to with the Broncos, but I, I want you to know, like, uh, it's not worth the energy, man. Like I've learned this in other sports where, you know, you got the big brother franchise and I'm a fan of the little brother franchise. And it's like, at a certain point, you just like, I'm not going to waste my energy on the Houston Astros, dude. Cause they're just going to destroy us every time. And it's like, I think, I think that you're still in the stages of grief where you, you haven't quite hit acceptance yet. This is what it's going to be like from now on. Oh, every you don't year. understand Bradford. The Broncos may get six wins this year. 
but one of those wins will be against the Chiefs in Mile High Stadium. Absolutely that, not. Absolutely not. We're going for the win streak. Absolutely not. This is this that is will not, be happening this year. That's not going to be happening this that year. But listen, if that year. if if the Chiefs being one of your six wins is is something that you want to go parading on about, sure, you can have. I'd uh, be happy for you. That Give is you my little, Super Bowl. That, 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 little, that, those two games literally are my Super Bowl brand. Give you a little piece of give you a little piece of bread, like like a like a little duck at the park. Go away, little duck. Here's some bread. Here's some bread, little duck. Listen. Takes about the AFC. Okay. Non-Chiefs related. I think that the DeAndre Hopkins thing could change this for me. But as it stands right now, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm smoking a little bit with this take. I think. When are you New- not smoking, Bradford? I think I think that the New York Jets are going to win the AFC East, and I've thought about this a lot because I know I know that's a bit of an insane take. I, I oh, get Mason, that. I can't hear you. That's that's a- literally just mouthing horrible things in Bradford's direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I think they might win. You know. I think this for a few reasons. I think they have the best defense in the AFC. I know it's it's hard for defenses to carry over that level of dominance year to year, but the talent is all there. And I really like the idea of a lot of their young players that were huge, huge impact pieces last year taking a step up and getting even better. So I like them on that angle. I think I've rewatched a lot of Aaron Rodgers from last year because that was just a weird aberration to me where it was like, this is a guy – and like I understand that he's annoying as hell, but like looking past him as 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 a personality, this is a back to back MVP, man. And like I get that he's old, but it wasn't like his arm fell off too much last year. Like it wasn't quite as quite as good. And yeah, he was throwing more picks or whatever. But like it just seemed like disinterest from like one of the most like kind of man baby quarterbacks out there, you know. And I feel like he is going to be so dialed in this year. I'm not going to pick Aaron Rodgers to win like an MVP or something, but like the Jets last year, if they had a top 10 offense, even let's say they would have won like 12, 13 games, right? Like, I don't know. I I understand that in that division, the win totals are going to be deflated a bit just because, you know, it's, it's crabs in a bucket, but I don't know. I kind of think the New York Jets might be the pinchiest crab. Am I, am I crazy? Yes. Yes. Yep. You you are crazy. Oh. Uh Mason, oh. I'm about to say something you tell me if you agree with me or not. Uh but Miami Dolphins have a better chance of winning the AFC East than the New York Jets do. Oh, that's tough. Cuz so So here's my belief is that and this is not my AFC take. My belief is that the Dolphins have like a top 5 league-wide roster. If you if and if you put literally anyone else but Tua Tagovailoa as their quarterback and said here is a top ten ish quarterback that will stay healthy, you would pick them to win like thirteen games. If Tua stays healthy, like I think they I, I I'll pick the Bills to win the division probably. But if Tua stays healthy, I think he like he did last year in those games against the Bills. I think he uh, gives the Bills a legitimate run for their money for the division. And I, I I just don't think – I think Aaron Rodgers is washed a little bit. Like, there's a chance he comes back and he has, like, an MVP-type season. But, like, he's already dealing with a calf injury and OTA. Like, I, I, I don't really know. I, I And 
you're counting on that defense to remain top two in the league. And like that hardly ever happens. Usually there's defensive regression. I, I just, I disagree with, with the Jets take. Yeah. I don't really know how the Rogers thing is going to pan out. And I mean, I kind of agree with Bradford on the whole like disinterest thing. It really did feel like he was kind of like just disinterested a lot of last year. My issue with that though, is yeah, he changed his circumstance and his surroundings and all of that. Does he really regain all of that back? Or did he just find something that kind of has taken his, I don't know, just like his whole heart away from football where he's not as wholly invested as he used to be, where, you know, he lived and died by his win and loss total, where has he maybe just kind of, I don't know, not moved on, but like moved past that as being like the be all end all of his existence. This is one of the pettiest athletes on the planet, man. This guy, he talks about this all the time. He did this uh, uh, in Green Bay when him and Devontae are still playing. This is a guy that like thinks he's in a last dance type movie right now. He, he is picturing the documentary that he's going to make 15 years from now about how he was the hero that saved the pathetic New York Jets. And the man is way too egotistical to I let mean, that maybe, chance but if they, if And they look at the like weapons. Like a three-game skid, he's, is he going maybe. to stay as dialed in? Maybe, but just he's going to be throwing to way more than just Devontae Adams for once in a while. Like, like that, the Jets, I, I, like, I get the OBJ thing is like, who knows? Hold on, hold be. on, hold on, hold on. He is absolutely not. Devontae Adams is the greatest receiver of this generation, arguably. But he, he has moving, more than one receiver to throw to. He dog. is like, moving to Garrett Wilson. As uh, Garrett Ooh. Wilson slander. Garrett uh, Wilson is good, but Garrett I'm Wilson you, is not Garrett Wilson, Adams. McCall Hardman. Oh, just mm. Alan Lazard. It's the same cast he had when Devontae Adams was in Green Bay, dude. Alan Lazard was his number two when Devontae Adams was his number one. He's not upgrading. He's just taking the same cast of characters. <laughs> also, Nathaniel mean. Hackett is their offensive coordinator. Like, what? You literally sat here and killed that dude for about 18 straight weeks last year, and now you're telling me he's going to get Aaron Rodgers back to, like, an MVP level? Get the fuck I didn't out of say here, MVP like, are, level, but I just here? said top 10 quarterback, man. I, and and honestly, what? in this current NFL field, top 10 honestly isn't that Top 10 is not impressive. It they, is not impressive. They Listen, they hated Jesus because he spoke the truth to them. And look what they did to oh, my boy no, Jesus. No, no, right. no, no, no. You guys, what are we doing? Honestly, what Bradford's Bradford? take, it's, it kind of leads into to my first AFC take anyway, because it is about the AFC East as well. And I think the Jets are going to do well enough uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I think that uh, – as you said, Eric, the Dolphins also are going to be an extremely quality team. I think the AFC East is going to put three teams into the playoffs this year. I agree with that. Uh, the AFC North exists, unfortunately. And, like, my belief right now is that the AFC North is the best division in football. That's that's my that's that's my belief. Is that that's the AFC East slander? I mean, I don't. I I think the AFC East is, and I think if you ignore the AFC South and just give the Jaguars that, if you, you know, obviously give KC and the Bengals their divisions and give the Bills that, you've got four teams legitimately fighting for three spots: Chargers, 
Ravens, and then the two AFC East teams. Outside I don't know of that, I just give the Bengals the North, though. The Ravens. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying if we go chalk on it. I'm not saying uh, okay, that that's okay, my okay. take or anything like that. I'm just saying if we go chalk on who the winners were. Uh, I mean, what what, okay. what other I'm team just... do you think is genuinely pushing that? I guess maybe the Steelers, just because Mike Tomlin will drag any corpse to a winning season. That's not the take I have written down, but I guess it's my turn to go. I, I'm kind of up on the Steelers, guys. Like, oh, no! <laughs> like, like, I'm kind of up on the Steelers. Like, okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. They've got TJ Watt. Their biggest hole on defense was their secondary. They went out and they made veteran ads, and they drafted Joey Porter Jr., whom many consider to be a good up-and-coming young cornerback. Offensively, you have a pretty good set of weapons. Bringing Deontay Johnson back, really underrated wide receiver. George Pickens really showed out at the end of the last season, and he can take another huge step forward and I think become an elite NFL wide receiver. Pat Fryermuth is a very good receiving tight end. The whole roster is good. They they went and they totally upgraded their offensive line, which was a huge issue for them. And the question now really is Kenny Pickett. And I mean, Bradford, I can't I can't believe you you gave me that hesitant look. You're the biggest Kenny Pickett fan on this podcast. I'm not like, a big Kenny Pickett fan. Like, I just thought you guys were hating on him way too hard. Like he, he has a trem- dude. He has tremendous talent around him now. And I think he can make if he can be a borderline top 15 quarterback, they will be a playoff team. And if he can be a top 10 quarterback, which who knows, that may be asking a lot. They're a conference contender. I, I really do think so. I They have a loaded roster, a great coaching staff. The only question I really have is Matt Canada. And, you know, I, I, I like the Steelers a lot. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of what they did this offseason. I just think they could have a big, big year. That's just, that's just me. I know I, I feel like both of you guys are going to disagree with that, but I think when we have to come down to picking playoff teams, I, I think I might take the Steelers as as one of them uh, when we get to that exercise at the end of the uh, end of the summer because I, I don't know. And I'm kind of a believer that Kenny Pickett's going to take a step forward. You know, I saw enough down the stretch last year that. I can believe that he can be an above average NFL quarterback. So I don't know. That's that's my uh that's my first AFC take. And I think that the I guess that ties into the AFC North. I think the AFC North is better than the AFC East because the AFC East has a weak team in the Patriots. And the AFC North, if Deshaun Watson steps up and becomes what he was before his scandals and before he he missed two years of football, which I, I think he will. You know, I I'm not a fan of Deshaun Watson, the person, but I think he, is, he, yeah, I think he is going to come back and play like a top ten quarterback this year. I think the Browns are going to be formidable. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. I think the Bengals are going to be really good, and I think the Steelers. Are, are the quote-unquote worst team, and I think they're way better than the New England Patriots are. So I, I, I think 
I'd take I'd take the AFC North over just about anyone else in football. I, I think they have the best division by far. I, I don't know. I I just I just uh I just think the Jets are kind of spicy this year. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And I'm not just and I'm not just I want to be very clear with the with the Jets thing that um I'm not just saying that to rile you guys up because I know you're both diehard Bills fans and fucking <laughs> I, I just I just think that I just think that that AFC East is going to be what people said the AFC West was going to be last year, you know, where everybody was like all hyped about it and it ended up being an absolute absolute diaper division. I think they're going to be that. I'm honestly I'm with Bradford on that one too because I think just like if you're talking raw talent on the teams, yeah, I know that. You know, obviously, again, the Patriots are a little dull and a little lacking, but I think the highs from the other three teams more than outweigh the fact that you do have a fourth competent team within the AFC North. No, absolutely. Well, he's gone. Should we start talking about the Mormons again? Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, <laughs> no. so. uh, yeah, I think, and I, I want to be, it's not, a, it's not a huge, like, anti-Bills, uh, uh, Bills-Dolphins thing, because I think both those teams are really good. When I'm picturing the Jets winning that division, I'm picturing it as like a, almost like a three-way tie at like 11 and 11 and six. And like the Jets just happen to have the divisional tiebreaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not I, I, like... I, I absolutely get you. And, and frankly, um, no, no, but, but hold on. Get, that's all fine and good, but that's literally center, what we do. With I do these... kind of agree with you, Bradford. That's what we do with these divisions every year. Last year we came in and we were like, oh yeah, the AFC West, it's going to be like a three-way tie with like four teams that have, 10 wins and that never happens there's always a bad team there's always a bad team yeah the bad team's the patriots bro yeah they're gonna get the bad team's the patriots right but would you say it's more likely that the patriots lose between 10 and 12 games or would you say it's more likely that the steelers lose between 10 and 12 games i would say the patriots by far and i think but but I think the Steelers' floor is seven wins. Like they, they are going to get seven wins just because they have Mike Tomlin coaching the team. They have a very talented roster. I do think they end up somewhere around like I'm not saying they're gonna go 13 and four. I'm just saying I think they might be 10 and six or eleven and five and be a a, a playoff contender. No, and I don't think either of us disagree that obviously if you're taking all eight teams, the Patriots are the bum of the lot and they're the worst. It's just I think Bradford and I kind of agree on the fact that we think that between the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, they kind of outclass both the Steelers and the Ravens. And, and they, so they, they certainly gives... do not outclass the Ravens. The Ravens have an absolutely stacked offensive roster this year and a quarterback for eight games of the year bro it's not it's not it's not you can't if you're gonna be hesitant about Tua you gotta be hesitant about Lamar it goes both ways Lamar has been mm, no 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 Lamar's been injured because Greg Roman just uses him like a running back he is going to be a passing quarterback this year he's gonna be fine he'll stay healthy okay We'll see. I hope he does. I love Lamar. I don't think you do. 
I think I'm the biggest Lamar stand on this podcast, and I think well, I'm not saying there. I'm a bigger Lamar fan than you, but I just am saying like you need to stop living in this fantasy where like Lamar is going to because I I know exactly what's going on inside your head right now. Eric. I can psychoanalyze you. All right, I see th- I see right through you. You are fantasizing about a scenario in which the Ravens are really good and Lamar wins an MVP and they do something. You'd be like, is Lamar Jackson the best quarterback in the NFL? He's got two MVPs. He's young. He's going to supplant Mahomes. And finally, I can sleep again at night. I know exactly. I know exactly what this is. There's no coincidence that you picked Lamar. It's, 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 it's absurd. Like, Lamar's good. I'm a big fan of Lamar. He's an unreal talent. And I think the Ravens roster is very good. I'm just saying, like, he has had a very clear tendency to get injured. And if you're going to be making that same provision about two on the Dolphins, which is once again, very fair, I think it's worthwhile to be hesitant about Lamar. There's a reason that a former, a young MVP quarterback had teams not rushing out to sign him when they, they definitely could have gotten something done for a window of time there. Right? Like that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I think you're a little too high on the Ravens personally. Like this is, this is, this is illness. All right. Let's go around uh, second AFC take, and then uh, we can get into some of uh, the takes on our own teams. I'll start with you, Mason. Well, uh, I made this take when uh, I wasn't sure whether or not Bradford was going to be here to defend himself. So, uh, But now I have, I have some backups, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, for the first time in the past six years, Oh, don't do this. Don't do this yourself, Mason. Not only is the AFC Championship game not going to be at Arrowhead, the Chiefs aren't even going to be involved in it. Mm. That's that's an okay. I was worried you were about to say some nonsense about the Chargers winning the division. I was worried. No, 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 no. no. The Chiefs are winning the division. Yeah, I was like, that's where I thought this was going. 13 or 14 wins. I'm not going to discount that. Okay, yeah. No, that's that's an okay take. I was worried that you would be like, the Chargers are the dark horse to win. I was like, no, Mason, Mason. I don't even know that they won't charger it up and not make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think that's a ridiculous take. It's, Spoiler, guys. I really like the Chargers roster this year. This is at, Eric, Eric. We, know. Some, we, we some know, Eric. You love the Chargers. We're all really happy for you. Honestly, if you just wanted to go out and marry them, we would all be very supportive. If you're very close to Vegas, I'm sure maybe you could get some of the – Raiders to show up and help out with the ceremony, and then you and the Chargers could just make it official. Just got a fetish for these teams that are just gonna keep just pile driving the the, the shame. He's got a, he's got a humiliation kink. That's he what this finds is. his heart genuinely broken. It it, it, it it's, it's a it's an NFL humiliation kink. Not anymore. He's already that's, defeated by them. That's he needs what it a, is. And it is a humiliation kink. Because there's always a moment, like, when we're close to the end, where he's like, I've actually liked Patrick Mahomes the entire time. And it's like, he's just, like, watching in the corner, just, uh, and it's, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, okay, I did not need that visual, but okay. It's, it's, it's really hard to uh, make the AFC Championship game, like, six years in a row. Like, I mean, that's, 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 that's not that hot of a take. I think that I'll actually say, years. as much as I hate it, I disagree. But Chiefs will definitely be in the. It's such a contrarian. This is contrarian. I anticipated this happening. I will admit they will definitely they will not get out of the AFC Championship, but they will probably host it and they will probably be in it because that's just the way this works. And who do they lose to, Eric? The Ravens. Let me guess. It's got to be the Ravens, right? Ravens no, or the, the Bills, Chargers, dude. Ravens or the Bills. 
or uh, you know, one of many other Bengals probably. Uh, Watch it be the Broncos. Eric's head would explode. I'm uh, I'm high on the Bengals this year. I'm high on the Bengals this year. Uh, My take. And this is very different from when we finished our uh, our divisional round recap because I, I said, you know, hold the brakes on these guys. But this is more a question than a take to you guys. What is the Jacksonville Jaguars ceiling? You know, I didn't love their offseason overall, but they had some nice draft picks. I, I like their backfield a lot. They drafted this guy, Tank Bigsby, who I'm a big fan of out of Auburn, and him and Travis Etienne together. That's pretty nice backfield combo. Got a decent offensive line. Calvin Ridley, I think people forget how how good Calvin Ridley is. Uh, I, I just want to say that. Calvin Ridley is a Stefan Diggs-level wide receiver, and could have that kind of an impact coming to a young quarterback. I mean, go look at Calvin Ridley's numbers with Matt Ryan over the first three or four years of his career. And after Julio Jones left, he was an absolute monster. And he just dominated from start to finish. And he was injured for some of those years as well. Is Trevor Lawrence a top five quarterback? Can he be that? Let, that's the better question. I don't think he is right now, but can Trevor Lawrence be a top five NFL quarterback? I started off believing no, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of starting to believe yes. I do think Calvin Ridley will totally change that offense. I do think they will be a really good team this year in a really bad division that will stack wins over bad teams. What do you guys feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm not sure if I'm ready to call them Super Bowl contenders yet or anything like that, but I I do think there's a chance that we get to the end of the year and we view them as a team that can compete in the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs kind of stratosphere. That goes actually straight into what was one of my takes, which is that Trevor Lawrence will be a top five. Not not only will Lawrence be a top five quarterback this year, I think he's going to be in the MVP race up until pretty close to the end. Like the Jags can absolutely be a Super Bowl contender. Ridley's a game changer. I think that that Lawrence has just unreal, unreal, unreal untapped potential. Like you started to see it last year where he's doing things and you're watching it and you're just like, wow, this is that guy's a, that's a quarterback right there. He plays the position of quarterback in the national football league. Can you believe that? He just, he's just slinging, slinging it. And it's like his, as the season went on, his, his uh, uh, comfort in the offense just kept growing and growing. And it's like, that's only going to increase, right? It's basically the same regime carrying over to the next year, which he hasn't had the benefit of yet. Right. Like he was part of this crazy regime change over his first two years. And I think that consistently that consistency add in Calvin Ridley add in uh, that extra year of experience for him. Guy's going to go go off this year. Like, buy, buy low while you still can. So I would like to put back a tiny bit on the Calvin Ridley hype there. Uh, I did just pull up his stats for his first four years here, and we've got 821 yards, 866. He has one season over 1,000 with 1374, and then down to 281 before the suspension hit. So that's stuff like that 281 was over the span of like three weeks, though. Five, 
five. That's still pretty impressive. He's on track. It's not bad. That's on He's... pace to be a thousand yard receiver again. Mm, well, with the extra game, yeah. Is it just barely? But he 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 gets there. He just moves. You know, re- believe the Jaguars beat writer hype this time of year. He just moves different. That he he is. I he, I can quantify it with my eyes that Calvin Ridley is an elite NFL wide receiver and will absolutely be a huge boost to Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure I'm ready to call the Jags Super Bowl contenders yet, but I do think it'll be quite good this year. All right. Mason, how are you feeling about the Bills? So the Bills take is uh, that they are not going to be taking that number one seed this year because, again, the division is so loaded with the Jets and the Dolphins. I think they're going to split games with both of them, and I think they're probably going to come out. They will win the division, but it's only going to be with maybe 12 or 13 games under their belt. Can I ask a question that I promise is not meant to be mean? Yeah. But that will sound mean. What 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 did they do to get better this offseason? Like, we came out of the divisional round last year saying, okay, like, Josh Allen needs more help. Like, he needs more help on the offensive line. They are not protecting him well enough. He needs another big-time wide receiver. We decided collectively that Gabe Davis was not it as a number two. And they just, this offseason, their roster turned in to, to me, I think a, a, a lot of question marks. For one, the running back room, I mean, Devin Singletary, for as much crap as people want to give him, was a consistently good running back. He gave them like 100 yards a game, basically, and was almost always a 1,000-yard rusher and was just a solid, consistent motor player. Now they have James Cook. We we don't quite know what his ceiling is going to be. And your RB2 is Damian Harris, who's was up and down with the Patriots last year. Stephon Diggs is suddenly like, is he quietly unhappy with them? I don't really understand. There's been some weird murmurs about him this offseason. Gabe Davis is still your number two. I liked what Khalil Shakir did in the playoffs, but he is still like a fifth round wide receiver out of Boise State. Like, what what do we think he can become? And then obviously you add Dalton Kincaid. You know I'm high on Dalton Kincaid. I'm a Utah fan. But like, then you see the stuff coming out of OTAs, but Ken Dorsey is saying he's figuring out who we are and we're figuring out who he is. And it's just a reminder that oftentimes these tight ends, it takes like a year or two for them to like click into offenses. It's a legitimate yeah. question, I feel like, Mason. Like, what did the Bills do to get better this offseason? I, I can't point to anything. And I don't know that really it would be easy to do that either i don't think that you can i mean i guess you could say that they have signed a couple of new offensive linemen and that might lead to a little bit of improvement along that but unless they pick up deandre hopkins i don't know that you're they do have somebody who's going to make like a qualitative difference from who they were last year 
to who they are this year as far as like is on the roster. Now, I mean, Leslie Frazier, and there's been like new reports that have come out about that where it almost seems like he was forced to take a break rather than it was his like willful choice to take some time off where Sean McDermott decided that he would rather be in charge of what's happening on the defense. And realistically, the past couple of years, uh, outside, I guess, I mean, this year, the whole team absolutely collapsed in the playoffs. But if you look at the past couple of years, the collapse happened on the defensive side of the ball pretty much every time. And that was what ended up letting the team down overall and, and you know, bouncing them from the playoffs. And so it's, it's not unreasonable to say that maybe a, a coaching change on that side of the ball would provide some sort of a boost. But outside of that, you're absolutely not wrong. There's nothing that, that really could be pointed to that would say that is, is some like qualitative plus. Dalton Kincaid would be absolutely the closest you could say to it is like a big bodied, larger target replacement for what Cole Beasley used to be for Josh. But again, that requires him to pick up the offense, to be proficient with it, to make the right choices, to do things like that. And like you said, you know, that could take time. That might not be a day one sort of thing. Bradford, any thoughts on the Bills? No, I pretty much agree with you, Eric. Like, what the – the Bills, and that's that's why when I was spitting out that Jets thing, I said, b- b- barring any DeAndre Hopkins relevant news, because I think that the Bills really didn't do anything, but they, they lost defensive talent this year in, in, in the offseason. Again, I think the Chiefs have a similar problem. It's once you get to a certain point and you have not like a lot of holes on your roster, it's really hard to get better than where you were. Previously. I think the Bills have some pretty significant holes on the roster. Like the wide receiver room is is a, is such an issue, man. I don't like, know that it's such an issue. I wouldn't call it a hole. I wouldn't say it's the deepest room in the league, but it's definitely deeper than a lot of others. I would say that objectively, they don't... Bradford, Bradford, Bradford. I'm about to say something that's going to make you very angry, which I'm very happy about. The Bills objectively have a better wide receiving core than the Kansas City Chiefs do. You know this, right? I like, do, but the Chiefs objectively have a better quarterback than the Buffalo Bills do. It doesn't whoa. matter. I'm just, I mean, I'm that's just, not I'm just, true. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying. that's not true. Josh but, Allen is the same level as Patrick Mahomes. As, as far oh, listen, we're not. This is not relevant to this right now. I'm not. I'm not going to entertain this. Uh, Josh Allen's got, to my count, a good two MVPs, two Super Bowls to catch up on. But that's that's just me. Uh. I think that the man needs help, you know? That's that's all. Like like you were saying, Gabe Davis was not it. Stefan Diggs, not quite as good last year. Still great. I've also seen a lot of things where it's like, is he unhappy? Like, what's 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 his deal? Like, um the Diggs is kind of a prima donna. This is kind of his kind of his whole whole shtick. But I really you know, do you, think once you've done need- something like that once, it's kind of hard to like shake the stigma of it. And so like this could be totally reasonable stuff where he's just kind of doing his own thing and fix, For you sure. know, because it's all voluntary. So it's not like he genuinely has to be there sort of thing, whatever. But like because of what happened in Minnesota, it definitely colors this poorly. And I'm not going to disagree. It doesn't look awesome. <laughs> mm. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they're a team in the football league. Yeah. My Chiefs take is that what is it? there's been a lot of talk about the Chiefs wide receiver room, a lot of talk about Kadarius Tony. Is Kadarius Tony wide receiver one material? 
dude can't stay stay healthy. His hamstrings keep popping. We've barely seen him. When he's been on the field, he has been a difference maker. Game changer. Game changer in the Super Bowl. Game changer whenever he played. We'll look back to that game against the Jaguars earlier on in the season. And you can you can picture what it looks like. But no, 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 no. Kadarius Tony is not the wide receiver one on this team. No. That's what people think, but it's not him. And it's not Sky Moore either, who I think is going to step up and be a bigger part of this offense. I think Dark Horse, out of nowhere, grab this man in your fantasy drafts while you still can, Justin Ross. If Justin Ross did not have the health conditions that he had, he would have been an early first-round pick in his draft year. Game-breaking talent. And I'm not one to buy the, the training camp hype, but oh my God, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's in, He's unreal. He's unreal. Not only is he the most talented wide receiver on this roster from a physicality standpoint, if it works, I believe in his chemistry with Mahomes, and I think he is a genuine game-breaker. Tony has his game-breaking moments, but Ross, once again, never seen him on a football field. Hard to project him as wide receiver one. But in my heart of hearts, I genuinely believe Justin Ross will be, at, at least by the end of the season, considered the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. Rookie of the year candidate, for sure. Well, that might be fair, but I think that would mean that they become a run first team, which I think they should. I think that the focal point of the Chiefs offense this year should be Isaiah Pacheco. I think that he should be the focal point of the Chiefs offense and let Patrick Mahomes work off the play action and do Patrick Mahomes stuff out of schedule. But I think if Andy Reid is not running Isaiah Pacheco into the ground of this season, he's doing something absolutely incorrect i think him and jarek mckinnon are both going to have big years i i think that there is a chance that we get to november and we look at the stats and we say wow why is patrick mahomes not like top five in yardage right now all part of your insane fantasy again this is it's because they're no i'm 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 just painting out i'm just painting a realistic how they stay number one I I don't think I'm I don't think this is a fantasy of, of any kind. They stay by the best quarterback in NFL history throwing the damn ball, and he's gonna be racking up the yards to Justin Ross. That's Dude, Justin awesome. Ross is Justin Ross is nobody. He will be somebody though. But, by low, that's what I'm saying. By low, but, Eric. But but he won't. Like, what are we doing? Okay, I mean, this is a debate that we'll have all off season. But it, it, it's like, what, what are we doing here? They should be a run first team. But the offense should be predicated on Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon, and Isaiah Pacheco. That is how they should win. They should throw the short game. They should do what they did last year, play the mid-range game. And Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw bombs down the field to this team. There are no bomb catchers on this team. There that, is a bomb catcher on this no, team, and no, his no, name no. is Justin Ross. No, that's, that's not his it, His name Bradford. is Justin Ross. You Bradford. Know that. He won't leave the league in passing this year. He just won't, and he'll still be a top five quarterback. But oh, this but, is insane. This is. He, are you watching this, Mason? But you see, you see how he's bargaining so he hard. He won't this leave is so the league sad. in passing. No, he won't leave the league in passing. He doesn't have the weapons for it. He does have the weapons for he, it. He, he does. Has he, just, absolutely, he, has he, absolutely, he absolutely does not. He has Justin Ross. He absolutely does not. Travis Kelsey is not single-handedly getting. Oh, I cannot uh, wait for the DeAndre Hopkins get, emergency podcast. Yeah, no, that that will trigger something dark in me. Um, <laughs> all right, 
the Denver Broncos, Aerobistam. Oh, I lost. Damn it! What what a what a what a gaff by me. All right, Mason. I, I I'm tired of hearing from Bradford. Bradford will will say something snide. Mason, give me a guess on uh what? Why don't you take a wild stab at what my Broncos take's gonna be? Oh God. Um. Okay, so it's gonna involve Russell Wilson. It's gonna involve Sean Payton fixing Russell Wilson. Will it be that Russell Wilson becomes a top ten quarterback, or will it? be something stat related about it's about russell wilson i'm going to be convinced about that there's i'm not deviating from that in any way you know i'm going to stick with my first thought there you're going to say russell wilson is going to become a top 10 quarterback okay uh it's actually not can about i can, can i guess what it is okay Damn. all right can bradford have a guess then because i want to know what he thinks yeah. i absolutely know the way that eric thinks this is about the broncos offensive line 100 this is this is this is about how the Broncos have like a top five offensive line and whatever definition and how they're gonna they're gonna be a big Uh-oh. game changer this year. It all goes back to Mike McGlinchey. I'm telling you, this has happened ever since he got signed. Eric loves Mike McGlinchey. This is about the Broncos offensive line. And I'm not saying he's wrong, but that's my guess. It has to be about the offensive line. Uh no, it's actually not. Uh, mm. it's about the defense. It's about the defense and saying that while you two are, of course, haters, you know, I, I, I know this about, hey. I, I know, I know this about both of you. Uh, you, you are, you know, to your core haters of, of the Denver Broncos, not Mason necessarily, but, but Bradford most, most definitely as oh, something, oh, crazy just happened to my, I don't, I don't want that. I want to go back here uh, and I, and I want to go to ESPN, but, um, what what are the Denver Broncos doing in what are the Denver Broncos doing in the front seven? Like, what are we doing here? Like the, the defense has absolutely carried them the past four years. That is not inaccurate to say, is it, gentlemen? They have had an elite defense for about five straight years now, correct? The numbers back that up. You you can you can look at any number, you can watch any game. Even when the Chiefs beat us, they never blow us. I did watch a game where you Baker Mayfield put up a 50 burger on you. That was pretty funny. That 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 was one game. But here here's the Denver Broncos front seven right now. Um Matt Hennigison. What? Who who are you? DJ Jones, like okay. Zach Allen. I guess if you're part of the Zach Allen Hive, I'm not. Baron Browning, high upside, like him. Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Randy Gregory. What? Okay, Randy Gregory is a walking drug suspension slash injury. Josie Jewell has had problems staying on the field. Alex Singleton is up and down. He had a very good year last year, but I'm still not convinced that he's an elite inside linebacker. Zach Allen, Greg Rosenthal loves him, which I like. You know, I, I like it when Greggy likes the, likes the players of the Broncos sign. But, like, he's still Zach Allen. Like, I'm not expecting anything huge from him. And DJ Jones has been a serviceable nose tackle since they brought him in. I just I – do, I don't see it with this defense. And if the offense is a mess, again, there is potential that this goes very, very poorly and that – um you know, things, thing, things fall apart. 
Um, for, for example, um, Samaje Piran is expected to be, quote, a big part of the offense. Yikes. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is something you never want uh, to hear. That, that, that is remember when that dude cost his team a Super Bowl. You, you never, you never want to hear that sentence that Samaje Piran is expected to be a big part of the offense. You never want to hear that. That said, they have a good secondary. Patrick Sertan, you know, he's an all pro. Justin Simmons, he's an all pro. Damari Mathis, decent cornerback they bought in. They could put it together there. Also, okay, let's just assume Russell Wilson is dog shit. Okay, you guys won. He'll never be good. He, <laughs> he's bad forever. Week two, they go to Jared Stidham. Oh. Jared Stidham has Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, a Mims brother, like uh, Greg Dolchich, who is going you to mention be You Mims brother is a positive? Greg Greg Are you going to hype up the Mims Greg brothers? Do Greg Dolchich is about to be an absolute game changer for this team, by the way. If Jared Stidham gets in early, if Sean Payton gets the offense to be watchable, which they haven't been in eight years, but I feel like it can be expected that Sean Payton will run a watchable NFL offense with Jared Stidham. This team can absolutely break but win but but the winning record streak. This team can absolutely win nine games this year if Jared Stidham is the quarterback and if Jared Stidham and Sean Payton work out, and I think they can. Mason, Mason, I want you to do something for me. If I ever get excited about Jared Stidham throwing to Marvin Mims, I want you to hit me over the head with it with a large object, please. Done deal. I will find the largest Jared Stidham? I can find to get you hard. Jared Stidham. This is okay. Jared Stidham probably better than Russell Wilson. I'll give you that much. And I trust Sean Payton to put out a product that isn't as bad as the year before. But I don't. I I don't know if I would get too hyped about about Jared Stidham throwing to Marvin Mims. I'm gonna be real with you, Eric. I think I think you might be disappointed there. I don't care. I'm ready to get hurt again. I think I think that I think that I'll be all in on the Broncos by the end of the summer. And hey, there's a chance that Russell Wilson isn't terrible. There, there, there is a chance that it, it was all just Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson is just average. And like, it, it, what if he's just Teddy Bridgewater? If he's just Teddy Bridgewater, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. And uh, I, I just, I just don't want to watch. Here's what I want from the Broncos offensively this year. I want to punt less than ten times a game which I went back, the average over the past seven years. And this is why it drives me nuts when you guys say I'm not a tortured fan because I am a tortured fan. Seven years, the average Broncos punts per game has been nine and a half. Under, just under 10. Under 10 punts per game this year, and I'll be perfectly happy. That's, that's, where, that's where I'm at with the Broncos these days. You both are staring uh, at me like, you know what? why? Eric, sorry I that you... I can't be a Bills. Sorry that I don't have two generations. Sorry, I don't I have thought a thought you were a Bills fan. I thought I'm you were like, a diehard like, Bills fan. That's what I, I, this I, is. I, I, a Bills fan. Closet. <laughs> sorry, I don't have generational passers on my team. My bad, guys. All right. The NFC. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The team that that had Peyton Manning in the last decade. Oh no, he's never had a generational passer. Only Peyton, goddamn Manning. This is this is insane. Literally <laughs> been just eight years of constant pain since then. So I mean, was it even worth it? Unless you have the abs. Yeah, I mean they got swept. Anyhow, huh? NFC. I'll start. Uh, let let's please slow down on Bears hype. Let's just let's just calm down on like people who are really happy about the Bears. Bears fans are annoying to me. They are the most annoying Twitter fan base. I stand by that. They're delusional people. Uh, they they think that they're going to be good every single year, and every single year they are dog shit. Uh, the the Bears have an absolute ceiling of about seven wins. That that is that is where they are heading. Just, they, they talk about Justin Fields like he's a top 10 quarterback. I saw someone rank Justin Fields as a top 10 quarterback recently. Justin Fields is not a top 10 quarterback. Please, let, let's not kid ourselves. He he has not shown that yet. He has shown he is a very good runner, but he, even in his best games last year, refused to drag the Bears to wins. He is not a winner yet. Justin Fields, not that great. Very average right now until I see more, until I see him win. I don't think he can win with this roster. I They have a defensive coach. I think the defense still looks terrible. They had an okay draft, but I'm sorry. I'm not buying into DJ Moore and, and Justin Fields. Like, I'm, I'm not buying into that. I I, I, I I just cannot stand the Bears hype. I'm, I'm just done with it. I, I just, I, I refuse to. And, and if anyone, if we have any guests on this podcast that, that come with Bears hype this off. I'm going to crucify them. I am so sick and tired of people telling me how up the Bears are right now. And the Bears are back. The Bears are absolutely not back. The Bears will be back when they win a singular playoff game, which will be within the next maybe five years if you're being optimistic. Like, please, please, let's just calm down. I I don't want to hear any more about the Bears. I, I, I do not like the Chicago Bears. I think I think you know what one thing I will give you is your I remember I'm pretty sure on the very first episode I ever joined on this you talked about how much you hate bear fans so I respect I respect the consistency the the dedicated hatred I'm a little confused how you're like I can't get hyped up over DJ Moore but but Marvin Mims that's exciting uh yeah the bears are very overrated like god you guys need a reality check I think Justin Fields is good and I, I think I think he'll be fine for you but like it's not. It's not gonna happen, man. It's not gonna happen. I'll. I'll take the Packers over you guys. I'll take the Vikings over you guys. I'll definitely take the Lions over you guys in that division. Like, come on now, come on now. Let's be. Let's be honest with ourselves. Mason, any thoughts? Uh, you know, I. I'm. I'm with you, man. I think they got to do something before I'm gonna get any, even remotest bit excited about. They just. I'm not in. Okay, that's good. Uh, let's just agree that until the NFC North podcast, uh, we probably won't talk about the Bears this offseason. Uh, that'll be a nice recreate. I'm so sick. And, and it's a big media, too. You know, the big NFL media, they almost have a Chargers-esque feel about Ben Bradford. The way you you, you talked about the Chargers getting media hype last year. Feels like the that, I don't know about, about I don't year. know about that because the, the Bears is not a conspiracy. Like people like the Bears because they're they're popular. The Chargers, the thing that infuriates me about that is it has less to do with like, oh, this team sucks. We're gonna make it good. It is very clearly a conspiracy by the National Football League and Roger Goodell and NFL media 
to make the Chargers popular because they want them to work in LA, even though nobody gives a single damn about them. That's what I makes do. me mad. It's I a like conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. That's fine. You can love the Chargers. But the thing is, the Chargers hype is not coming from a genuine place. The Bears hype is ridiculous. I will grant you that. But it is coming from people genuinely being excited about them. People aren't actually excited about the Chargers the way they talk about them. It's a conspiracy, Eric. Open your eyes. Big NFL is trying to lie to you, all right? The Bears, I don't think we it's got the same back to thing. The, how, how did we get back to the Chargers here? The yeah, Bears. We were talking about the Bears. The Bears. I think it's just genuinely a, a fan base that's that's so deprived of joy that they're latching on to winning a trade. You know? Mason, true or false, the NFL team that lives the most rent-free in Bradford Sonnenberg's head is the Los Angeles Chargers. It's not rent-free, man. I like – I. He I like literally I like can't go on, an episode I, without talking I, about them. He does think about them a lot. I'll give you that. Oh, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know what the team that actually lives in my head more more often than not? It's 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 the Buccaneers. I'm I've always been mad about Super Bowl 55. That's an annoying team. That that game was some bullshit. That's a team that I always just root for them to fail since then. And it's like, why would I have anything against the Bucs? It kind of related to me. Bengals, maybe a little bit. Little bit chargers, not so much. The chargers, it's just I I'm I like to keep my eyes open for conspiracy theories around me. And I've noticed that the Chargers have a targeted initiative to make them popular. It's a complete marketing scheme. The Bears, it's just dumb fans. Stay awake, Mason. I need you. I need I need one sane adult with me as we close out this podcast. So I'm going to you. Bring us home here. Give me yeah, we, we've been at this for about an hour and a half here. We'll, we'll wrap up here. Give me your NFC take. What What's your NFC take? All right. This is uh, might be a bit of a crazy one. Uh, but I just went, I, I just decided to be a little emotional about this. I think the Seahawks are going to win the NFC West. I think Geno Smith is going to look excellent while they do it. And I think they're going to sweep the, the 49ers in the process. It's going to be a pretty good time to be a Seahawks fan again. Yeah, I mean, you, that. you literally stole mine, my second one right from under me. Uh, the Seahawks are pretty clearly the second best roster in the NFC, right? Like, we we all pretty much agree on this. Like, they, they are, like, from top to bottom, the second best roster in the NFC behind the Eagles. Like, I think they're the second best in their division, maybe. Who has a better roster than? The Niners do Niners. not have a better roster than them. They absolutely do. They have a better wide receiving core, the Seahawks do. DK Cap. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jordan Addison, Cap. Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Oh, my Devo, God. Devo Samuel? No, dude. I'm, I'm telling you. Brandon Ayuk? I'm telling you. But the Seahawks, I'm with, I'm with Mason. I think the Seahawks might be my pick to come out of the NFC this year. I am super high on Geno. I like the defense so much. The defense looks loaded. I love the defense. And their running back room, you got Kenny Walker, like, eh, it's spicy. Like, man, it's, this feels like a Pete Carroll team. And, like, I, I, I'm I, with Mason. I think that they win this division pretty easily and they sweep the Niners. And I think they win a playoff game or two at least. I think th- this is a very, very good team this year that 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 uh that was 
That was my second NFC take as well. Bradford, do you have one more NFC take or or do or we should should we just wrap up here today? Yeah, the Falcons are gonna be so fun this year. I'm a huge Falcons guy now. Okay, that... okay, okay. Hold hold on. Let, let's just pump the brakes here. I too thought about I thought about this. I swear to God, Bradford. About two weeks ago when I got the itch to podcast, I came and wrote down my notes. And I literally wrote down, Falcons, sneaky fun. And then I, I deleted it immediately. You, you know why? Because Desmond Ritter. But, but the quarterback is Desmond Ritter. And and like, what? It doesn't matter what Desmond Ritter is. I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in a draft class in which the all the quarterbacks were to, considered to be extremely mid- this was a guy who I believe was drafted after Malik Willis. Like, what, 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 what are we doing here with, with uh, believing in Desmond Ritter hype? Until I see in Desmond Ritter hype, I'm believing in Beyond Bijan Robinson hype. It, he needs someone to throw him a ball. Still, I think Ritter can do that. Arthur Smith is very good, and you know what? I think there is still a a non non zero chance. Let's say. Let's say, let's just say, you and me, let's say the Falcons are having a good year, but Ritter's not, not it. All right. He's not, he's not showing it. Ryan Tannehill to the Falcons. That would make so much sense. Listen, I'll tell you this. I will pick the Falcons to win the NFC South if we get a Ryan Tannehill deal this summer. I I, I don't think it's out of a realm of possibility, but until Ryan Tannehill is on that roster, I refuse to take the Falcons seriously as a rule. I'm not saying they're going to win a whole lot, but I'm going to, I'm going to say that it's going to be like a really like dynamic offense because it's going to be creative. Even last year with Mariota, it was pretty creative what they were able to do with a guy as limited as him. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right. And with that, after a wild start and, uh, uh, you know, lot, lots, lots to be uh, spoken about. I, I think I'm going to actually have to go back and bleep something out of this podcast, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Bradford making this extra hard on me. Uh, we are back. Expect an episode a week through June. Mason and Brad may or may not be on on some more of them. Next week, we'll have a Broncos Sickos podcast. That'll be fun. We'll have Josh Newman week at some point this month. It will be fun. Mason, once again, my friend, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you. Bradford, please stay out of trouble. You know, that's, that's that's all I'll say. Stay out of trouble, Bradford. With that, you can follow us on Twitter at EndzonePod. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Utah at Eric Jensen Sports. Until next time, we will see you later. Enjoy the summer as it is just beginning. And uh, look for more End Zone Podcast content coming soon. Until then, peace out.